this is Brandykins, and welcome to another episode of the Terrific Talk podcast. This is episode four. In this episode, I speak with Jeffrey Jackson, the developer of the upcoming full motion video game that will be released on Halloween, Damon 9. This episode does have some slight audio issues near the end. I just wanted you to be aware of that. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody out there, and welcome to another exciting, fabulous episode of Terrific Talk. And we have got another awesome episode tonight. I am interviewing a lovely, beautiful human to my right. I'm kind of backwards there because of my webcam. So to my right, by the name of Jeffrey Jackson. And he is the developer of a new upcoming full motion video game called Demon 9. So hello, sir. Good evening to hello. you. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Very excited about my upcoming launch. Um, how many days now? Six days, I think, till it, till it uh, is out there. So for this game it only like came into my purview actually about a week ago because someone like retweeted it out and I was like well this looks interesting full motion video and horror it's like you had me at full motion video though <laughs> <laughs> so we've been playing like Skype tag for a while to try and get the date and the time like figured out so thank you for your patience as far as that goes and thank you for coming on talking with me my pleasure all right, so let's just go ahead and jump right in and get started. I always start every podcast with this one question. Okay, why horror? I assume that you are a horror fan and a fan of all the creepy and the weird because you've developed a game that has all that in there. So what is it about that uh, this particular genre that makes you love it so much? Oh, God, there's so many things. I, I think... And I, and I wouldn't call myself a real die-hard horror fan. Okay. There's, there's, there's segments of horror where I don't really venture as a fan. I'm more of a fan of mainstream horror as well as other genres. But I just think horror provides such an essential, visceral experience sociologically. It's, it's, it's the same reason we, for better or worse, slow down to look at traffic accidents. You know, we need to look at things, we walk around our whole lives with this idea of our own mortality and that horrible things can and do happen to us. And we need to look at it and survive it. And, and you know, it's been scientifically proven that watching horror, going through a haunted house or something like releases endorphins and gets your adrenaline flowing and you come out on the other side of it feeling better in some strange way. So I think it's one of the few genres that provides that sort of essential human experience. Oh, absolutely. I'm really interested in the psychological aspect that uh, horror and scary things like can provide. So are you saying you're more of a fan of that aspect of horror rather than just like the gore and things absolutely. like that? Absolutely. I think, I think sometimes the less you show, the more frightening it can be. Hmm. Interesting. I would tend to agree with you there. Um, yeah. Psychological horror, okay, one of my uh, favorites would have to be uh, The Hitcher with Rutger Hauer and oh. uh, C. Thomas Howell. That is one of my favorites. Can you tell me one of your favorite uh, movies in that vein? Well, this is, this is going really mainstream, but to me, one of the most disturbing movies ever made is Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you like so much about it? Ah, oh, just there's so many great moments where there's this feeling of dread, and, and it's just, um, I mean, the stuff with Hannibal Lecter is more kind of candy, but it's really the stuff with Buffalo Bill where, he, you know, he's got a girl in prison in a pit, and he's stalking Jodie Foster in the dark in a house. I mean, that that stuff's real, and, and it, it really gets to you. And, and um, I don't know, I just, to me, there's things, even sometimes I used to, uh, it would watch like Law and Order, SU, S, SBU, SBU, SUV, SBU, and, uh, and Sport Utility Vehicle. It was a yeah. um, but like some of those episodes would give me nightmares and have some like 10 year old girl trapped in a well and you know to torture. And I'm like, oh my God, this is network television. It's like way more frightening than, than so called horror movies now. And I always tell people, like, 
some people say, oh, I don't like horror. I don't like horror. I'm like, have you been watching Handmaid's Tale? They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's a horror movie. Yeah, there's so many different aspects of the horror genre. I think people automatically think, oh, blood, oh, gore, oh, slashers yeah. like uh, Jason Voorhees. And... Yeah, now there's some that I, I love. Like, I don't know if you've been into any, like, the French horror films, the French, what they call it, the new French realism, things like uh, Martyrs and, uh, and uh, oh, God. I forget some of the titles, but they're they're now they're intense. They're really gory and and not for the faint of heart. But at the same time, they're really gripping because there's no supernatural aspect to it at all. It's just human beings being really horrible to one another. And, uh, huh. well, so check that out, horror fans. Huh. I haven't seen any of those, but I have watched that. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but it's a French show called The Returned. And oh, I don't know. Ah, I gotta write that one down. The return. Yeah, the okay. return. It's really it's got two seasons. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. It's really interesting, and I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll check out that. Like, you check out Martyrs. You can get that on Netflix too. Martyrs. All right, gotcha. So we each like get each It's really intense. Oh yeah, I never mind movies with subtitles. They don't bother me any. Okay. So people are just like, eh, subtitles. It's like, yeah, I gotta read? What? Yeah, yuck, no. <laughs> reading? Please. <laughs> Speaking of a reading, um, any um, horror authors kind of tickle your fancy? Um, right. uh, you know, all the basics King, Kuntz. Um, but not, not I, I haven't gone, you know, and love, you know, Lovecraft and classics like that. Um, but um, I'm not as much of a fan of, of, of published horror as I am, you know, visual horror, film and television. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's see here. You said you're more of a fan of mainstream horror. Does that mean that you're a zombie fan? Yes or no? <laughs> uh, I was not a fan of the zombie genre, but a couple of, of things, a couple of titles got me over the past bunch of years. Walking Dead, of course. Um, um, World War Z. Mm. Uh, because one of the first times that zombies weren't just lumbering, slow-moving things. They were like fast-moving, formidable enemies. And I, I watch, uh, you know, you watch Walking Dead, and I actually start feeling sorry for the zombies because, like, you know, any twelve-year-old girl with a butter knife could dismember one of them, and it's like they're just sitting ducks, the poor things. But uh, <laughs> Uh, Zombie Land, a great fun kind of tongue-in-cheek zombie movie. Uh, of course, I've seen all the you know the George Romero movies, those classics, but the genre didn't really grip me until those titles came around. Ah, hey, so I noticed that the newer zombies versus the older zombies are set more in environments yeah. where it's really more about uh, the the people. Be a, being the absolute threat rather than the zombies, of course, they're... Well, yeah, they're that's, that's the whole thing yeah. of, uh, of, uh, of Walking Dead. It's the zombies are the least of everyone's worries, right? Yes. I mean, you can predict what they're going to do. It's people yeah. like the governor and Negan that you have to watch out for. Yeah, those guys are... Well, uh, <laughs> no! Negan scared the crap out of me. Ah, oh, jeez, yes. Show Negan was really good. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, yeah. I loved him. Loved him. Okay, so uh, we kind of talked about what your favorite horror movie is. Um, who's your favorite horror villain? Wow. <laughs> if you're talking about the, the classic villains, like the Jasons, the Freddies, that, I, I, I'd probably say Hannibal Lecter. Uh, He's just great. I think that's a lame answer. Let me think about that one. I'm going something more interesting. Ah, <laughs> uh, no! That's actually a really good answer. Just like, I like the way that Anthony Hopkins played him. And then whenever you look it up, I think he was only on movies like maybe about two hours. And he was only in there for about 16 minutes. So I was like, oh, yeah. it seems like he's in there for a lot longer than that because his presence yeah, it's so is so memorable. Cool. And actually, one of my guilty pleasures is the sequel, uh, Hannibal, with. Uh, Julianne Moore. Oh no! Please don't say no, that. No, Brady eats Ray Liotta's brain in front of him. It's fantastic. 
Okay, now that part was taken, like, strictly from the book. It's just, like, I don't know. It's just, I've read, like, yeah, all... I, I know it doesn't live up to... Yeah. I mean, Sounds of the Lens was an Oscar-winning <laughs> movie, but uh, that's what I say. It's a guilty pleasure. It's one of those things that every time it's on cable, which seems like every day, I gotta, like, stop and watch it wherever it picks it up. Uh, I read all of the books, and compared to the book, yeah, I, I, oh, I, yeah. I compared oh, you're right. The, the book was far better, but, uh, yeah. anyway... Okay, I guess I can forgive you. Like, we all have our guilty pleasures. I'll, I'll strike one. I'll try not to. Yeah. <laughs> Red Dragon wasn't too bad, and Hannibal Rising was okay, too. They weren't too terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was getting a little played out, like a lot of franchises by that point. But Right. I mean, they based them on the books, but... Although, anything that in it is okay with me, so... Yeah. So, yeah, they knew, like, when to stop, they weren't making, like, ten Hannibal movies like right. they seem to do with, like, horror just seems to be a very franchised genre, and it's a shame. Because, mm. uh, let's see, oh, have you seen the new Halloween? I have not seen it yet. Ooh. I'm not probably going to go see it this weekend. You need to. Yeah. It's a direct sequel to John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween. So mm -hmm. all the other ones, the terrible ones, like Halloween 2 and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and all those other ones, it completely yeah. ignores those. Oh, that's cool. Yes. That's cool. So. It's just great that they got Jamie Lee Curtis back to play her older self. I know. She was really good. Yeah. And they, cool. even, they even got the original uh, guy who played Michael Myers, The Shape. Oh, really? Yes, they oh, did. Wow. That's great. So, you know, he did his own score for that when he made it. 1978. Yep, and they got John Carpenter back to do the score with his son, uh, Cody, for this film. Oh, cool. So, so, right. you, so if you like the score in the the first one, you'll definitely like the score in this one. Okay, so let's get into games. Alright. So, this game that you've worked tirelessly on to get out there and it's coming out now in six days you're releasing it on halloween is that correct yeah so i guess it's five days from now so it's like, five days yeah i yeah i can't count so math, yeah. yeah math's not my strong point but is this game like the first game you've ever developed like ever yes, it is. wow so yeah it, um this is the second iteration of it last year i released a version of it that was web-based only and um, people really loved it, the, the small audience that I managed to find it, but I just couldn't reach a large enough audience. Uh, and so I spent the intervening year adapting it for Steam. So that's where we're releasing it on the Steam platform uh, on Wednesday, which uh, I have high hopes for. All right. Uh, how did this idea come about? Was it something that you just had kicking around in your head for a while, or was it just like a random bolt of lightning, like, aha? <laughs> it was it was kicking around for a while. I mean, my, my background is as a, a, a filmmaker first, and I, um, but I also had a career as a graphic designer and did web development. So I just always saw this way of telling a story that was truly a hybrid, um, that, uh, you know, took a linear story and kind of carved it up into segments that are separated across websites and across different media that you kind of have to find your way through, uh, like following a trail of breadcrumbs. So you, you kind of get sucked into the story and kind of become a character in it. So, so I always say Damon 9, it takes place in your world. In, in reality, because there's no there's no portal that you're looking through. You're not walking through any space. You're not nothing's coming at you. You're not shooting at anything. It's there's no 3D walkthrough or anything like that. It's just you're you're discovering a story with found footage and having to piece it together. But then you find the more you do, the more you're getting involved in the story. commonality between um, the people that I've interviewed that have been developers of full motion video games is that they've had some sort of background in film or they just love film or they appreciate film so it seems to be like the commonality 
just among like no that. Yeah, it seems to make sense. I mean, I, I I don't know how you could approach. I mean, you'd have to partner with a filmmaker, I think, at the very least. And I know, you know, one of the knock on a lot of full motion video games is that you know the acting and the writing isn't quite so great. But I'm I'm very proud of the acting. I had a great cast. Uh, there's a lot of uh, touches of reality in it. You get a sense of real characters and relationships. There's some humor in it. There's some lightness to go with the dark, which I think is always essential. Uh, and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think I was able to really successfully draw on my filmmaking experience in, in creating Game and Night. That is just so cool to hear. Just And uh, the script now for this game, did you write it as well or did someone, okay. Oh, all right, and about how long did that take? Like the whole project from start to finish, from when you conceived it to when you wrote it to now. It, it kind of went in fits and starts because I kept getting interrupted by other projects. So like I conceived of it and then it kind of sat on the back burner gestating somewhere in my mind. And then like in a frenzy over the space of a couple of months, I finished the script, cast it, shot it. And then other things kind of interrupted before I got into post-production. I moved across the country. I did, and I was doing a lot of it pretty much single-handedly. I'd bring in a few uh, specialists here and there for, like, say, audio effects or a visual effect. But because I didn't really know what I was creating, I sort of had to experiment a lot as I went. So even if I had brought in this big team of developers and designers, I wouldn't even know what to ask them to do. Because it wasn't until I got into it, I said, oh, all right, here's how I can see how, uh, you know, the, the, the dots connect and, and how the pieces fit together. <laughs> yeah, like, I, wa I want to do that thing. Yeah, show me how to do that thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because if you, like, every, making a movie is a huge undertaking, but everyone pretty much knows the drill on how to make a, you know, a 90 or 120 minute movie. You know, you shoot it, you cut it together, and you go through the process. This was kind of like I didn't have any model to follow uh so it um it, it took a lot of lot of experimentation along the way hmm. so when you say you didn't have any mo model to follow i take it that you didn't know much about full motion video games or am i way off base here no you're right you're right i kind of wandered into it from the filmmaking side and and uh i know now there's a lot of full motion video games and there were back in the you know even early as the 1990s, but nothing seemed to be quite like what I wanted to do. So, um, and like I said, there was nothing that I wanted to do in terms, there's a lot of elements in addition to the full motion video segments. So those were the part where it took experimentation. Oh, okay. So the filming aspect was just like, that was cool. But then like the, the other stuff that was... Yeah, all the, all the connective tissue that... that that and I don't want to give anything away about how the game is played, right. but you sort of have to you find your way through it, and and it's a see it's there's a lot of uh, puzzle solving, not puzzles in the traditional diner placemat way, but you know just just things you got to figure out, you know, in order to know where to look next to get the next segment okay. and get the next part of the story, and some of it takes you out to the web. Sometimes you got to do a clever Google search or something like that, and um, so oh. it, it's a lot of. Um, and the original version of the game, uh, the web-based version from last year, there was an uh, an aspect of it where the characters actually communicated with you via text and email. Uh, so if, if you went to a certain point in the story, you might get a communication from a certain character. I couldn't do that this time because I, I couldn't, and it, I think it turned a lot of people off because people were afraid of getting spammed and security issues, and that's understandable. Oh. So there's a little smattering of that in this version, so it's, in some ways it's a little more traditional, uh, but that was part of what, when I say like I was trying to figure out things but there didn't seem to be a model for, it was more stuff like that because the game wasn't contained as this one thing. It was spread across like, you know, 15 different websites and, and had, that had to interact with each other and keep you, keep track of where you were in the game so we know what to show you next. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an interesting aspect. Wow. I wish... cool. Unfortunately, that's, that's not part of this. But, but in some ways, I think this version got better because I think the story got tighter. Um, it's the same story. I took the same uh, assets, the same content, but kind of reconfigured it and represented it in a different um, premise. And in some ways, a lot of things that I was always a little, that I wasn't as pleased with, all of a sudden tightened up and came together. So I think now that I, I guess what I'm saying is I I finally got with it and and did it the way the rest of the world's doing it instead of trying to reinvent the real one. (laughs) It makes a little more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think I think uh, and that may come back at some point. So let's see how this does. Mm. Well, I I'm definitely ex- audience with this. Who knows? So, hey, I'm definitely excited about it. And like I said, I only just heard about it a week ago. It's just like I wish I had heard about this a lot sooner because the concept just seems so interesting. There's the story behind it, like from what I know about it. But let me kind of ask this question first. I've always felt that full motion video is one of the best ways to get a horror game across because it's a way that you can communicate um, not only emotions, but it's a way to get the player in the game and a way to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that kind of get you into the atmosphere. So... Do you agree kind of that full motion video like was the best choice like for this game and is the best uh, medium to present a horror game in? Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I I mean, I'm sure there's lots of great, I know there's great horror games that don't use full motion video, but you know, you're trying to connect with, with that visceral emotion and, and, you know, real imagery. We we see so we're so sophisticated. We see so much imagery. No matter how advanced and, and lushly developed graphic environments are, we just know that's not real. You know, and and the reality of seeing real people that uh, are, are in situations. That's and their reactions to things. That's the. I think that's where uh, the full motion video does things that you just can't do graphically. I would definitely agree with you there, just 100%, because as you're seeing the real people, just the real characters that are in the game, any jump scares? <laughs> There's a couple, but oh, I don't... Okay. Seriously, I know they're, you know, that's, that's oh. cheap. But, you know, you want a little of that, but I don't, I don't rely on it. No, I think the real... Uh, well, I'll let players decide where the real scares come from, but I think it's from getting involved, getting sucked in deeper and deeper into a very intricate web of, of this story, and it's, it is really rich and deep. It's not just one thing on the surface. As you start exploring these different websites that you go out to and you find out there's a lot to this story, and that's part of the objective of the game, to understand just what the hell is going on. Excited, just the more I hear about it, it's just like I can't wait to play this game. Ah! Cool. Well, five days, Damon nine. Five days, five days. Okay, so without spoiling anything, because you know I don't want to know anything, and I'm sure you don't want to give anything like too major away. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit. Give us a non-spoiler summary of what's going on with Damon nine. Sure. Well, when you when you first launch the game, you're being you realize you're being asked for help uh, to solve a mystery. Uh, a young man is searching for the truth behind a murder. One of his classmates and friends in college was murdered, and another one has disappeared. And in in the more he's investigated it, the more some weird stuff has started to happen to him. And he's trying to basically crowdsource it. So he's saying, if you can, if you can help me make some sense out of this, 
And so basically he's giving you a backup of his hard drive. He's on the run. And so you, you're basically sifting through every file he has on this. And some of it's found footage, some of it's documents he's uncovered, uh, some of it are, are, you know, bookmarks that link you out to the web. And you find out as you get to know the two principal characters, these two girls, one who was murdered and the one who was her best friend who was actually suspected of her murder and who has disappeared. And you're trying to figure out what happened, why it happened, where is this girl who's missing, and how is, is, is it possible that she can be saved? Uh, and the more you find, dig in, you find out that some pretty strange stuff is going on. And now the more you dig in, the more you are vulnerable to the same things. This has got like a real detective element behind it, where it the does. player is the detective. Yeah, it does, but but it, it it's not something you're just sitting passively on the outside of. It's something that starts involving and developing you. That's cool. So it's not like linear, where it's like find this clue and then find this clue and then go to no, this place. Really non-linear. Everyone everyone will go through it in a different sequence of events. Oh, did you say everyone will go through a different sequence of events? Yeah. Oh, so, like, does that mean that if my playthrough might be in a different order or I might have a different experience <laughs> than someone else? Yeah, it's, I, like, I, the, the, I liken it to if you were to go into a, uh, uh, let, let's say you went through some sort of exhibit or a museum, you know, you, you could we'd wander through and we could split up and go to different rooms and you might look at some things and I might look at different things. It's all the same stuff, but we come out on the other end having had different experiences. Okay. So, or a haunted house where you're allowed to just... <laughs> I am so excited for this game. This is like, this just sounds so great. I'm just going to... I'm going to let everyone that I know about it Everyone that I know know about it. Speak words, Brandy. Come on. Um, <laughs> Great. I appreciate it. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so let me also ask you this. Was there any particular inspiration, like, behind a, a Demon 9? Because I know you said that you like things like psychological, uh, Law & Order S SUV for vehicles. <laughs> so was there any particular, like, inspiration for this project? Uh, no one thing that I can point to. I think it just, you know, we all collect the little bits and pieces of what affects us in our mind. So I think it's just uh, uh, a little bit of, of, uh, of everything. You know, it's, it's, got, it's got, you know, a lot of classic elements, you know, young, uh, young people in, in peril. Uh, that you know you're seeing go through some horrific stuff. Um, so it's um, no, I can't say I can't point to one thing, but a lot of different things. Uh, you're putting those young people through hell. <laughs> oh yeah, they had it coming. Yeah, <laughs> you're a terrible person. <laughs> no, from what I've known, what I've been talking with you so far, you seem like a very nice person. I am a nice person. Who knows why? Everyone who likes horror is a nice person, right? It's just, who yeah. knows why connect to that dark side of things. Yeah, you just have to wonder that. It's like, you're so nice and you like horror? It's just like, yeah. come on. But, but, I don't know. Everything I like, it though, is I like, whether it's even music or, or <laughs> plays or whatever, if anything connects with a darker part of the human mind, I, I definitely... I'm always there, like I'm a fan, so. Yeah, I, I would get these looks whenever I said that my favorite genre is rock, and they'd be like, are you serious? Like, yes, what? Like, you don't look like someone that would listen to rock. It's like, what am I supposed to look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, like, they expect people coming out of horror movies to be, like, zombies themselves or something, or, you know. It's like, come on. Speaking of music, I see you've got a guitar back there behind you, so I assume you're a bit of a musician yourself? 
I do, I do. I'm, it's just just serial slash amateur, but uh, yeah, I play a lot. Ooh, what's your favorite type of music to play? Uh, oh, like classic rock, dinosaur rock, you know. Dinosaur, Paleozoic era rock. 70s and 80s, stuff like that. And what's some of my favorite music came from the 80s. Yeah. So, just I don't consider it dinosaur, Paleozoic. I even like some stuff <laughs> from the 70s. Yeah, well, it's great. It's great stuff. It's timeless. Yes, 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 yes. I, I tend to go off on weird tangents. They're like, hey, let's talk about the games. Like, that. ooh, I see that. Like, what's that behind you? Oh, that's like, I, to, I, Yeah, I just wanted it to, like, go wherever it ends up taking us. I'm trying to, like, think of... Okay, so let's kind of pause for a second. Does anybody have any questions so far for our lovely gentleman here sitting to my right on screen? Oh, someone has a question. Uh, okay, Silver, what is your question? Oh, so he says, why the name? So what's the story behind uh, the name of the game, Demon 9? Um, well, um, you'll find that out if you play. And that's part of the mystery, is finding out what Demon 9 is. Just for the people who are, are uh, computer-inclined, there is such a thing as a daemon, and it's a small computer program that runs on its own in the background in a ser on a server, or it could run on a desktop computer as well, but they're employed to, to do little tasks, uh, little robotic-like tasks, and there's millions of them that work every day in the background that we don't see or care about, but... Um, you know, that might have something to do with it. Ah, uh, okay, so Silver, your question got answered, and yet it didn't get answered. <laughs> <laughs> right, does anybody else have any uh, questions? Okay, this, I'm trying to think here. I'm just like, uh, I've kind of blanked out here for a second. This has just not been my day. <laughs> I had audio issues before we even got started, also webcam issues, so I was freaking out before this even started. I was like, oh my god, I got a podcast in 15 minutes, I gotta get this thing out. Well, let me take the opportunity to do a little pitching and remind everyone that it's uh, it'll be on Steam on Halloween, starting on Halloween. The first week, there is a launch week discount of 40%, so what would ordinarily cost $9.99 costs only $5.99 for that first week. Um, and also, um, there's an opportunity if you get stuck inside the game to get clues and hints, and that's free. I know a lot of games charge for that, but um, it based there's a menu in the website in the game that takes you out to our, our website for the game and gives you an opportunity to unstick yourself if you get stuck someplace in the story. Oh my goodness! So not. <laughs> Want people to experience the whole thing and don't want to like, you know. Ah, uh, so we'll maybe someday we'll charge for clues and hints, but right now we're not. I would not know. Like, if the day <laughs> that people start charging for clues and hints, the day I'm like, I'm out. Oh, that's 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 that happens a lot, doesn't it? I've experienced that in games. Uh, that's bizarre. I don't think I ever have. Oh, okay. Not in-game currency, not currency, not... You went out and, like, maybe you paid a buck for an answer guide or something like that, I don't know, but, but yeah, so anyway, so it's, it's, uh, that's part of the game, too, so you don't have to worry about getting lost in the story too much. Yay, free hints! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will probably be needing them, because, especially when it comes to puzzles or certain areas of the game, I could get frustrated. So I don't want to be like, that's it, I quit. I want to be like able to figure out and like go through it. <laughs> well, every every good puzzle, to me, there's a sweet spot to it. And that's where if it's too easy, that's not fun. Right. If it's so hard that when you find out the answer, even if you, you know, so you look up a hint and you find the answer, you go, oh my God, how could I ever have like, known that? That's no good either. Yeah. So you want it to be just so like it's challenging so that even if you don't get it, and then you, you know, you look up the answer, you go, ah, oh, geez, it was right there in front of me the whole time, you know. Uh, I, I, so, duh. <laughs> duh. Yeah. 
So hopefully that's that's what we strove for. Good. So it's not like this game that I played that was for the PS1. It was called Dracula The Last Sanctuary. That game had so many puzzles that you could not get past without having to look up. Um, well, actually, this was uh, early 2000s, so I had to print off a walkthrough <laughs> just to be able to get through the game. Yeah, I know. I've done one. I, I don't know. I played something. I think it was on Steam, and it took you part of it took you out to the web, but you actually had to look in the source code of the page, and there would be a clue buried in the comments or something. It's like so many people don't even know that there is source code that you can look at on a web page, and you know, it's like I thought that was cheating a little bit. Hey, what was it? The Black Watchman? That sounds familiar. Oh yes, I think it was Black Watchman. Yeah. That game is fun, but oh my gosh, you need like a not only me, but also like a team behind me, like looking stuff yeah, up for you know, me. Yeah, it was hard. I, I I ended up like googling the answers and going on chat rooms, like, does anyone know how to do this? And like, yeah, okay, no. But I thought there was a couple. Of you did too, yeah. Yes. I think there's there's a couple on there that I was like, oh come on, give me a break. There's no way I could possibly have known that. It's like Google this and then Google that and then like Google the thing you just Googled and then Google it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I just hopefully Damon Nine doesn't doesn't do that to you too much. Oh jeez, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> My goal is to like get scared by your game, not cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a headache. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, ugh, I hate, like, I hate things like that, but, uh, oh, someone else had a question, uh, so, playthrough, how longish do you think the game lasts, so about how long is the game, like, from start to finish, and was there a reason if you chose to keep it that long? Um, well, I, I'm, in version one, that was strictly web-based, I had people who must have been, like, done this all the time, that blew through it inside of like half a day and then I had people that never got through it. Uh, I would say it, it should take you, I would say gameplay might last about a week or so as you keep, you know, if you keep at it. Um, and, it and if you were to take all the footage, if you see, if you get to and manage to see everything, it's probably the length of like a, a, a feature film, an average horror probably. 100 to 110 minutes of content, of filmed content. So it's, it's um, there's a lot there. There's a lot to discover. It's it's. I think you get a lot for your money. Ah, oh, I would say considering it's 40 percent off the first week. My goodness. Oh. I've never heard of a game with that big of a discount before. At least not in recent memory. <laughs> oh, well, you well, get to people with so. Oh, so so it says you're breaking up a bit. Conk, work! Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> you're fine, I see you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, kind of garbly. Okay, let's wait for a second. Scan those into your webs. Ah, uh, it's evil. The source code in there is trying to <laughs> trying to kill us. Game of nine. Yeah, there. See, it knows. It knows. It might. Yeah, dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people, this is a podcast, and I am a professional. <laughs> Not really. I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> I see you got a green screen behind you. You must do some fun stuff with that. Ah, yes, I do. It's um, whenever I live stream, I always end up having like weird like um. Um, horror things and um, weird little like gifts going on behind me and it's just like it's fun. I think I've got the same kit. I, I recognize the color of the, of the fabric and the, and the, the stand. <laughs> yeah, I, I had, it came with a green, it came with a white, and it came with a black. But it's like I never used the white or the black. It's just like, why did you even give me this? I lost you. Oh no! Your connection is poor. What the heck? Oh. That's weird. Yay! No, I think Demon Nine doesn't want us talking about it anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, I can hear you. It's but just. You can't see me. Okay. It's yeah. You're like very garbled oh no 
I don't know. I, I just upgraded the high-speed internet where I am, so uh, no. I should be... Yeah, my internet's okay, too, but it doesn't mean that it, would that it works half the time. <laughs> yeah, well, it could, we could just be getting uh, some high traffic at this moment or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. So, did anybody else have any other questions for our lovely gentleman here? So, we know when it's coming out. We know that there's a discount. We know that we don't know the, the thing behind the name yet. We have to figure it out for ourselves. So, we know we get about a week of awesome gameplay. Uh, uh, oh, another question. The last horror game you played and or finished? Um, well, this wasn't a horror game per se, but uh, I was I got really into Her Story. Oh, I yes, I played that. that. Yeah, I thought there's something really cool and minimalistic about it. Um... God, um, I did do the the, the shape shifting detective. Uh, I don't know if you consider that horror. Um, uh, God, I can't I can't think of one right now. I, I I've done so many of them. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I hate when I do that. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I do that like half the I'll time. I'll come, come back to my favorite uh, film villain. Yeah, okay, let's circle back around to that. So, something other than Hannibal Lecter, I guess, which you considered an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't have a better answer, but I, it's on my list of things to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just like, today more than others, I've just been blanking out, and I have no idea why. I'm surprised that I'm even able to ramble for this long. <laughs> Whoop. Oh, you cut. Am I still Yeah, barely. It looks like we're hanging on by a thread here. Oh, man. Oh, no. Like, I'm just, I'm gonna just say it's like Demon 9. <laughs> That's the excuse that we're gonna we're gonna use. <laughs> Aw, so, so can you guys see and hear? Is the game going to be stream friendly? Oh, okay. Someone wants to know if the game's going to be stream friendly, so streamer friendly. Um, yeah, sure. There's no reason why it wouldn't be. I mean, you do. Um, you know, I'd say about. Better, a little better than half the game is self-contained in the app that you end up downloading, uh, and then there's content out on the web. But um, uh, yeah, it's not. It, there's no real. If you're talking about like bandwidth concerns or things like that, um, yeah, totally. All right. So then I'll know exactly like how to stream it whenever I play it when it comes out on Halloween. That I'll have to have a display capture since there's um, internet elements to it as well. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna need. You, you need an internet connection to to get the most out of it. There's a lot you can, like I said, about half of it you can do within the game itself, self-contained. But then, uh, you know, there's stuff that you gotta go out to the web for. All right. Which people have mixed feelings about on Steam, but I've seen some great games like that and. Uh, I think it just enhances the experience. Oh, absolutely, because it gives it, it further, like, uh, adds to the immersion, because you're actually going out there and searching stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right, so... All right, oh, I remember an obscure horror game being like that. Silver, are you thinking of the Black Watchmen? Black Watchmen was one of them, yeah. Yeah, um, trying to think of what else. I don't, um... Simulacra was another game that was kind of like that. I don't know if you've heard of that one, Simulacra. Yeah. Yeah, I played through it. It was okay. <laughs> I kind of tell it's more like for the younger crowd. <laughs> and I'm like an old fart. It's like yelling at people, get off my lawn. 
I'm trying to remember also the last horror game that I played, um, like, through to completion. I'm trying to remember here. Now I'm having a brain fart! <laughs> now I'm drawing a blank! Oh, God! Ugh. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I do know some of my favorite horror games. If you haven't played them, then here's some recommendations. Uh, Outlast. Uh... Soma is another one. If you really like the psychological aspect of things, Soma is a great game. Soma's great. Yes, I played Soma. Yeah. Oh, yay! And if you are a fan of the Alien franchise, Alien Isolation's another one. I've, I've, I've looked at it over and I have not played it, though. Oh, you need to. Like, the Alien, the Xenomorph AI, it's mm -hmm. not linear. It's like you can't, like, really predict its patterns. It's unpredictable. And that's what makes it so scary. <laughs> because the alien, like, if you were in the same, if, if he was in one place uh, last time, he might not be in the same place this time, or he might, like, completely sneak up behind you and impale you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it, it's awesome. And, oh, well, uh, Dead Space, if you haven't played that. I have not. You've never played Dead Space? Oh, that's something that you... this Demon Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my, my whole life has been Demon Nine. Like, what, what in the world are you talking about, Brandy? You think I have time to play games? I'm making one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Silver's like, oh, you gotta play Dead Space. Like, well, maybe now after, since this game's going to be released in five days, and he'll have more free time on his hands, hopefully, because he'll find some time to unwind a little bit. How about that? You played um, what's it called? Secret of um, Secret of Mystery House. I haven't heard of that. Is it on Steam? Uh, I'm not sure if I found that one on Steam or, or some other platform, but it's it's really cool. It's again, it's a it's a spatial thing, but it's it's uh, it's just got a lot of great design elements and, and storytelling elements to it. So oh. that's what I appreciate. Okay, so what's the name of that game again? Uh, Secret of Mystery House. Secret of Mystery House. It's kind of a lame title, but it's a cool... Oh. It's, 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 it's like a, it's a haunted house metaphor, but it's... Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Alright, i got to type that down before I forget. And then that Netflix thing you recommended to me earlier, too. Oh, because... All horror fans must see Martyrs. Okay, hear that recommendation. All horror fans must see Martyrs. <laughs> All right. So, I guess now let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. And okay. now for, um, for those who had just come in or didn't have a chance to hear you whenever you did your self-promotion, uh, talk a little bit more about when the game's being released, um, and where it can be found, and how much it is. Uh, okay, the name of the title is Damon 9, D-A-E-M-O-N 9, numeral 9. Um, and it is being released on Steam on Halloween day, I guess, I guess like 12.01 a.m. on Halloween, technically, you can start downloading it. Uh, and uh, the regular price is only $9.99, and the first week, so that's the 31st through, what, the 2nd, uh, or no, the 7th, the 6th, it will uh, be 40% off. So only $5.99, what do you got to lose? $6. What are you going to do with $6? You can't get into a movie for $6. You know, you got it. So, um, and it's a, just a great psychological thriller uh, interactive movie really is a way to think of it, um, and uh, I think it's really unique. And whereabouts can people find you on social media? Uh, on social media, um, Damon Nine has a Facebook page. Damon Nine has a Twitter feed. It's Damon underscore the word Nine written out N I N E. Um, and uh, you can look for the same title on YouTube as well. All right, so Damon 9 and Damon 9 and Damon 9. So you've made it easy on everybody to find out where you are. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for that. 
Yeah, and there's information on, there's a website, damon9.com also, D-A-E-M-O-N-9.com. Uh, and you can see reviews of the first version, user reviews, um, a trailer, there's an official trailer, which you can also see on Steam. Um, and uh, so there's cool stuff there as well. Awesome. Well, alas, like time flies. And I said, I would love to stand, stand here. I'm not standing, I'm sitting. I would love to sit here and talk to you for hours and hours and hours. But alas, ah, all good things must come to an end. I know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is like, yeah, it's just like, aw. This has been great. Yeah, he's sad, guys. I love the podcast. I'm so glad that you had a good time, and I'm glad that you came on my podcast to talk with me as rambling and jumping and all over the place like as it was tonight. That's <laughs> I, okay. It's been terrific. Oh, I'm so glad. It's just like, it, like I said, it was so great to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming on and Thanks. talking Thanks to you tonight. Thank you for all your uh, loyal fans for their questions. I hope I uh, gave good answers. Uh, and I hope everyone will check out Damon Nine. Yeah. Did he give good answers, guys? Do you think so? <laughs> Yay! I think you did. So, yes, guys, check out his game. Buy it. First week, 40% off six bucks play it and then play it some more <laughs> <laughs> but again yes yes it's, a, it's an indie game so it doesn't get much more indie than this no big publisher money behind this so if you want to promote and support indie games this is a, a great opportunity to do it some of the best horror games out there are indie so absolutely, absolutely. and films absolutely yeah Okay, so, oh, I hate to say goodbye. Okay. Like, exit, stage left. But, I'm <laughs> but you have yourself a great night. Thank you, Randy. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Terrific Talk podcast. Any feedback that you have for me, please reach out to me on Twitter at Brandykins1982 or at Terrific Talk. This will be a weekly podcast, so I will see you all next week. Ta-ta!